This podcast is brought to you by the badasses over at Buffalo Bayou Brewing Company. Drown ideology in beer. Looking for a new spot to drink some great local craft beer? Go check out Luke's Ice House on Durham, just far enough off of Washington Avenue. Luke's has 24 taps, a great menu, and hand-cut ribeyes on Wednesday night. Mondays, you can get pints of your favorite craft beer for only $4. This is the place to have your fancy draft parties. Stop by and see Jared. He'll take care of you. Check out the other location in Beaumont next time you're there. Luke'sIceHouse.com at 903 Durham Drive. Luke'sIceHouse.com. I can think of only one thing that could lift my spirits right now. Beer. 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 This is Drink of Ages on ESPN 97.5. The only show dedicated to craft beer, spirits, and music. Here's your host and luminary, John Denman. John Denman. All right, I am John Denman, and this is your weekly excellent beer and badass music show. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in and joining us for another Drink of Ages radio show brought to you by Goose Island Beer Company. Migration Week is happening September 9th through 12th. Look for all events. They're happening all over Houston, so go check them out. But first thing I need to do is talk about the Houston Funk Fest because it was a blast. So many great sours, so many great farmhouse ales. The Journey Agents, man, music. They brought the funk, which they're actually going to be featured. The music's featured in this episode of Drink of Ages. So that is the Journey Agents. And DJ Muscratch, man, he was on point. He had vinyl mixing some badass soul music, some badass funk music over there. Just kept everybody, everybody's head bobbing through the whole thing. And actually, man, the cheese from Houston Dairy Maids, don't get me started on that because, I mean, I ordered 30 pounds of cheese for this event. It was seven different ones. But what's funny is that I had it all on two separate tables. And so there was always a crowd around those two tables. But you would see people walk by with a beer and they would smell that little pungent odor, you know, that, that little, if, if you didn't know it, it was feet, like foot odor, just this weird funky smell, and they start looking around and kind of looking at each other, and they're probably wondering, like, do I smell, you know, what is that? There's something rancid going on, and they turn around and they see it's cheese, and all of a sudden they're like, oh, that smells wonderful, you know, and, it, and it's like, it just depends on, you know, what it is and where it is, because, you know, if that smell was in an elevator, you walk in, you smell like blue cheese in an elevator. You'd be like, what is that stinky stuff in here? But then all of a sudden you realize it's blue cheese. You're like, oh, give me some. You know, so it was pretty funny. But the cheese, it was excellent. Um, just a great, great, great time, I think, had by all. So, you know, just real quick, thanks to a few people. Of course, Cask Branding, they made these kick-ass glasses for it. They worked out great. Goose Island Beer Company, a big sponsor. Flood Independent Distribution. Houston Dairy Maids with the cheese, the Journey Agents, DJ Muskratch, and of course all the volunteers and brewery reps that came out to support the funk. We're going to do it again in 2016. Jay, we may do it on a Sunday so you can show up. That would be incredible. Yes, because it, it, was, it was a fun event. But uh, let's get to tonight's show because we are hanging out actually in the brew house in the newly licensed brew pub. Gordon Street Tavern. We have Henry Dillman and Jay Pete. Here we are. Our music guest tonight, like I said, we're going to be playing music from the Journey Agents because it's just too good to not have on here on ESPN 97.5. So you guys are going to enjoy that. At the end of the show, you're going to be like, who was that band? It was the Journey Agents. I mean, it's baby-making music. 
It's just good stuff. You're gonna you're gonna like it. If you haven't heard them, you need to go check out one of their shows. But let's get to the toast. Are you up for a toast? A toast. Salud. Prost. Skol. Slancha. Salute. Nostrovia. Cheers. Man, this week we saw traffic get a lot worse. We saw hundreds of thousands of school pictures on Facebook because school has started again. And uh, so you got to give a toast. You know, you got to give all the toast to the people that actually make make our punk ass kids get get a little bit of education for at least most of the year. So you got to thank the teachers, the lunch ladies or lunch men. You know, we're not judging anybody. It could be you can be a lunch man. Uh, the custodians, teachers, this toast is for you. So good luck and have a great, safe, and successful school year. Please don't send my kids home with too much homework because it really gets in the way of doing fun things. So cheers to you guys. Cheers. All right, so let's get talk a little bit about what's going on over here at Gordon Street Tavern. At the moment, we're drinking an IPA. An IPA that was brewed here at Gordon Street Tavern in Alvin, Texas. Yeah, it's just, it's a, their third regular beer that we're going to have on our rotation. Uh, it's just a basic IPA, American style smash using uh, Amarillo hops and Vienna malt. I uh, wanted the malt to be a little bit more forward than in some IPAs. Um, didn't want it to be just a straight up hop bomb. You know, I wanted there to be some flavor there, some complexity, but not crazy you know approachable ipa uh, definitely approached me all right <laughs> it's pretty 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 untasty uh but before we get into all the brewery and all the new stuff happening here what's cool is this building that we're in yeah we're in a hundred year old building this is this is a historic downtown alvin we've got the uh the train depot next to us alvin's very proud of the trains and the commerce that it brought to town so you know the, the the town was built on on the commerce that the train brought, so we uh, kept that in our uh, in our branding of our beers. Our, our tap handles are railroad spikes. Yes, the tap handles yeah. are railroad spikes. Yeah, That's pretty cool. And we don't serve flights of beers; we serve trains of beers and <laughs> and so forth like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's an excellent building, and uh, on top of being here in the newly created brew house, which the ceilings are gray. I mean, you got the brick walls. Poxy floors. We'll talk about the brew system in the next segment. The history of this building, like I said, goes back 100 years. What was it before? Like, what, what did it start off as? Uh, it's been a number of things, but it, it originally started out as a, as a hardware store. It was the whole, the whole block was a hardware store, but it's been um, restaurants, taverns, uh, title companies, <laughs> insurance companies. It's been a number of things, but... Um, but we've been here, uh, Jay's been here for, I guess, four years. Uh. Yeah, the tavern's been here almost four years. Uh, we used to be a sister company to a restaurant called The Barbed Rose. I started at The Barbed Rose. Uh, I was the butcher. I made all the bacon, cut all the steaks, made salami, uh, sausages. Uh, and then as The Barbed Rose was being shut down, I migrated over to be the chef of the tavern uh, about close to three years ago now. So... I've been doing that, uh, and then Henry came in uh, a little over two years ago. Two um, years right now. Yeah, two years right now, and then you, we started talking about how to change our mix and do more things to bring people to Alvin. You know, what can we do different? And we came across this brew pub thing, and 
you know, pretty much almost for a year and a half, it was a project that we'd work on it when we had our time until we finally decided to put our foot on the gas and go. Um, and then here we are. So, well, but when, when Henry, when you took over here at Gordon Street Tavern, did you have the craft beer that you have now? Um, yeah, we did. And here, here's how that story worked is I came in and uh, I didn't know what the heck I was doing. But Jay said, I want to keep, uh, I know and understand the beer and I want to keep the tap wall under, under my control. And I said, I don't want to screw it up. So, yes, you can keep control of the tap wall. And he's done a magnificent job ever since then. You know, he's, he keeps uh, everyday beers up there and he keeps the funky beers up there too. So, you know, that's, that's where we went with the. And that's a great selection. Yeah, and it's, that's really grown. Um, you know, that's not typically something that the, a chef of a restaurant does is manage the alcohol. Uh, what happened was the general manager left, and I, out of having nobody else to do it, started ordering the beer, and this was probably a year, nine months ago. Um, and we had all we had was two distributors, and that was when Carbach was still self-distributed, so we would get Carbach every week. They would come out personally. Um, one of the one of the drivers for the distributor is actually a craft beer guy, and so he started talking to me, and he would say, "Hey, we're getting this new Live Oak. It's new to Houston. You should try it." And you know, then I finally it clicked. Was like, you know, I've always loved craft beer. Here's my chance to you know bring some stuff in that Alvin's never heard of, and so I did like what other bars do, where I had rotating taps, and instead of always having the same you know, beers from everybody and always having the same seasonals, you know, here it is this month, I've got this seasonal until it's gone, and then it's the next seasonal. Well, I decided that I was going to mix it all up, and since then, you know, we very rarely have the same beer on draft twice in a row, other than some mainstays that we sell so much of and people expect it, that that's what brings them in, and they'll have that as their first one, and then they'll, oh, that's new, let me try that. So it gives them a reason to come back here, and plus it's fun. I mean, there's so many different beers out there now. It's, it's just such a great market. Why would you not do it? It's a hell of a responsibility to be given that, okay, you have to buy beer that you feel like drinking. There's, there's that, too. The harder part is buying beer that my guests want to drink. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, that's true. All right, Henry and Jay, let's take a break. Let's listen to some Journey Agents. When we get back, we'll talk more. Drink of right. Ages. Stay tuned.
Enjoy Prohibition-era beer and cocktails as you learn about the history of the drinks in Galveston's free state period of bootlegging, gambling, and prostitution. The tour is every Saturday at 8 p.m. and begins at Drunken Monkeys. The cost is $50 per person, but that includes a tour of drinks, gratuity, and transportation on Galveston's historic tours electric shuttle. Reservations are needed and can be made by calling 409-789-9911. That's GalvestonHistoricTour.com. And also check out their booze cruise they do. Get you around safely by checking out a lot of cool places around Galveston. Again, that's GalvestonHistoricTour.com. Our friends up in Conroe at Southern Star Brewery are not only busy building a new badass brewery, but still making excellent brews for you to enjoy. Walloon is on the shelves right now and on tap. This is an easy one. I mean, it's great for the hot summer days at 5.25%. It is a grisette style that you can enjoy no matter what the activity is. But coming this fall, you have Le Mort Vivant, the beer de garde. Another delicious beer, great time of the year for it. SouthernStarBrewing.com, and don't forget, they are the first to can craft beer in Texas. Drink of Ages knows that craft beer fresh from the brewery comes in kegs, not bottles or cans. If you're not going to a bar tonight, take home a Growler, 64 ounces of kick-ass craft beer. At Growler's Beer and Wine to Go, they fill your Growler with a revolutionary system that keeps oxygen out and all the fresh, delicious goodness in. Keep your favorite beer fresh for an entire year, assuming you don't open it and drink it. The freshest craft beer in Houston is at Growler's Beer and Wine to Go, 1005 Wad Drive. Hops are sexy. Welcome back, craft brew lovers, to Drink of Ages. All right, we're back, and we're still talking with Henry Dillman and Jay Peak over here at Gordon Street Tavern in Alvin, Texas. Right here off of 35, just, just south of Highway 6. Really easy, actually, to get to pretty much from anywhere around Houston or in the area. Yeah, it's not that bad. Uh, either down 35, Highway 6, or even 528, coming up from Clear Lake, Friendswood, League City area. Missouri City, League City, they, they all Webster, they all come here. Yeah. It's close. Yeah. Well, I mean, considering there's nothing else really around here where you can get house-made beer and scotch eggs, I, I'm not sure where that actually exists <laughs> anywhere within like a thousand-mile radius. I think that scotch egg changed you, didn't it? <laughs> it did. <laughs> I think it's, I dream about that scotch egg, <laughs> that honey mustard. It was pretty good. Now, the... Okay, while well, we're talking about food a little bit, the other one, is, which is my favorite, is the sausage and cheese stuffed jalapeno wrapped in bacon and fried. Now, I think I had a heart attack the last time I left from eating too many of them, but it was worth it. The burn and the cheese <laughs> and the goo and the bacon and the jalapeno, it's all good. Yeah, it either clogged an artery or loosened them up. I'm not sure which one. <laughs> it greased it up. It greased them up a little bit. <laughs> But, uh, no, I mean, the, the craft beer selection here is phenomenal. That's what we were talking about before. And being able to choose so many different beers when um, uh, I would have a hard time. Because how many taps do you have? We have uh, 33 total. Although, right now, one of them, uh, one of the nitro taps, we have a coffee on it the uh, Virtue Cold Press. Yeah. Uh, a lot of that, little toppers for some of the beers out there. Beer yeah. Topper, yeah. Beer topper. Stuff. Breakfast? I think you can call it breakfast at that point. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so you have the 33 taps. Um, right now you have three of yours on. Right. We have three of ours. Uh, we also have a house-made root beer on one tap. Uh, and then the rest, you know, they range anywhere from your 
your lighter styles all the way up to some Russian Imperial Stouts? Trying to figure out 28 beers of the selection that we have now here in Texas, not just from the local breweries, but everybody coming in and new breweries every week coming in. Yeah, it is. It's a challenge, uh, but it's, it's a, like I said, it's a fun challenge. Um, you know, I said a last segment about we had two distributors and one self-distributed beer, and now I think I have six distributors and five self-distributed beers, yeah. plus our own beer that I have to keep track of. It, it's a challenge, but it's, it's a rewarding challenge because when I see people enjoying the beer and saying, hey, this is why we come here is because of the beer, yeah, that's, what, that's what it's all about. Yeah, I mean, it certainly is, especially having a bar. I mean, you got to have a good selection. And what's, what's nice to see is getting outside, because for whenever I first started doing the show, it was like a 60-40 split, where inside the lube you had 6% of people drinking craft beer and 40% drinking the, the others. But it was the opposite outside there. So when you get in the suburbs, it was more like 40% of people drinking. But since you have places like Nobi open up and some of the other places around town, Hop Scholar getting in these suburbs, and you guys, you're actually teaching people to drink better beer. We experienced the same flip. It was 60-40, and now it's a 60-40 split the other way. Same deal. Two years ago, it was 60-40 yellow beer, and now it's 60% great beer. <laughs> Good beers. Yeah. Not bad. So, cool thing is, is that with all that, like we were talking about earlier, this place has grown into a brewery. And we're sitting in the brew house right now. So let's talk about the system that you're brewing on. Okay, well, it's a, it's a one-barrel, all-electric system. It's a inside, all-grain. It's really nice because, as you know, it's hot here in Houston, and it's really nice to brew in the air conditioning. Oh, now you're bragging because <laughs> I've, I've taken that Carbock tour. Yeah. <laughs> it's, they're sweating in there. Well, and I'm not even talking about just uh, big breweries. I'm talking about brewing at home, too. Uh, you know, my background is in home brewing. I haven't really brewed all summer because it's so hot. You know, I, I brew here, and I wish I could, you know, have the same kind of setup at home. Not maybe as big as this, but an air-conditioned brew house is that's the ultimate man cave, I think. And, yeah, and like we talked about, you got the restaurant right across from here, so you will in the little kegerator. And there's really not much reason to leave like this little 200 square foot area. Yeah, and if I need some food, there's a kitchen right over there. Too. Man, I heard so, they made some good scotch eggs. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and stuffed jalapenos. Stuffed jalapenos. Uh, man, this is a nice looking system, and the way you got it all set up. I mean, this is the whole place is like a miniature tour worthy spot. I mean, is that what you guys are looking for, or? Eventually, yeah. That's why we've got the glass windows. Uh, we were required to physically separate the brewery from a publicly accessible space. Eventually, the public will be able to walk back here, but not into the brew house. Uh, so we put a couple of large frame windows so that they can look in and see what's going on, You know, whether we're brewing or not, or if there's even anybody in the brewery, at least they can see the equipment. And hopefully at that point, we'll have... Um, everybody trained up to where they can at least give a brief description of it. So if the, they come in and say that their server says, Hey, would you like to see the brewery come right over here? You know, these are the brew tanks. Here's kegs. Those are, you know, grain mills or whatever, just so that they, if I'm not here to give them a proper tour, they can at least get a, a cliff note version of the tour. Yeah. At least just I do the cliff notes. Version. <laughs> <laughs> the cliff notes. Yeah. 
Well, but it's pretty much just, uh, I mean, it's eye candy. Is there's what it that. Is. There's a, you know, there's some stainless steel that's a nice bling and... But that's not really the reason it's there. It's there for function, but it is impressive to look at. We're talking with Henry Dillman and JP from Gordon Street Tavern. And so you're filtering out the water. Yes, we do reverse osmosis. Uh, Alvin water is not good for beer. Um, it's got way too much of everything other than water. Uh, the, it's good for drinking, but not for making beer. So basically, we reverse osmosis to get us to a level playing field, and then depending on the beer, I can condition the water to create the style that I'm looking for. So if I want to make a, a Bavarian Hefeweizen, I can make the water like what is available in Bavaria, Germany. Yeah, just uh, that, that, that's available to, to like the different salts and minerals to add to it. Right, exactly. So most of your suppliers we're talking about at this at this stage with the small batches you're picking them up from Defalco's. Correct, and I can go over there. I, I can't really walk in and say I need six bags of grain. They don't have that. You know, I wipe out their their malt room, but I can go in and say, Hey, y'all are ordering grain next week. Can you put in two sacks of wheat, two sacks of Pilsner, two sacks of Vienna on there, and I'll come pick it up. Now in this system, are you using hot pellets or? I, so far, I've just used pellets because that's what my experience is. Uh, but eventually, I do want to either at least start using whole cone or leaf hops. There is also a local farmer who's trying to start a hop farm, and we have been talking to him about being able to get some of his uh, production when he's in the production stage. So what was the first beer that you brewed on the system? The first beer that I brewed on the system was the Shep and John, the Golden Ale. Well, yeah. Technically, the first beer I made here was a brown ale, but that was, uh, I brought part of my home system up here just so that we could get a brew done by a deadline. It was, it was do you have the brewery or the license first kind of deal? The chicken or the egg? You <laughs> yeah. got to have to have a brewery to have a license, so you have to have a license to have a brewery thing. So, in our inexperience, we were trying to figure it out. So, Jay brought a, a pot up here. We boiled it underneath the, the hood, a small batch, and it turned out great, and it's going to come back here soon, I think. Right? Yes, it will. Right. <laughs> uh, I've got a couple other things on the burner that I had already planned for, but the, the brown will be back. Don't worry. So your, your experience comes from homebrewing. Yes. And so how long have you been homebrewing? I've been homebrewing for close to 25 years. I actually discovered craft beer in like 93 and at the time there really wasn't much craft beer out there you couldn't you know you couldn't go to the grocery store and pick up anything pretty much uh, i think boddington's was on the shelf maybe and, some McEwen scottish l yes uh and it was actually boston lager was what got me started and i would go to the specs and clear lake and really the only beer they had that wasn't you know fizzy yellow beer had a layer of dust on it and it was all European imports or, you know, a few like Sierra Nevada, maybe, um, maybe some New Belgium. I don't remember. There's been many beers drank since then. But that's what got me started was that was, you know, back in the early days of the Internet and Usenet. And I stumbled across this homebrew thing. I don't even know how I what I searched for, but I found it. And I found the original DeFalco's over there in the Rice Village. And I went in and... I bought a, you know, the basic homebrew system with an extract grain or an extract kit, and 
you know, I don't know how many beers I brewed since then. And I've, I've taken some breaks from time to time. Moving to apartment, it's pretty tough. But, you know, I've been brewing, you know, like I said, almost 25 years now. Excellent. Home brewing is the best hobby in the world. It is. I, I mean, you know, even a bad beer is still pretty good. I've never had one that I had to pour out. All right. I've, I've had to pour one out. I couldn't get my drunk friends to, to drink it. <laughs> it was the first time that actually, before I really knew what I was doing, I thought I was going to make a recipe. And I brewed a beer, and it really tasted like you went outside after you mowed your grass, picked up a handful, and started chewing on it. It was just awful. It was way overhopped. But I learned my lesson, and I realized, you know what? I should probably read a book. So I read about 10. Well, there you go. And that's, you know, I think I pretty much read The New Complete Joy of Homebrewing cover to cover before I even broke my ingredients out. Hey, be right back. Take a break real quick. Talking to Henry Dillman and JP, Gordon Street Tavern. Uh, also want to mention Whiskeys of the World Expo. It's going down Saturday, September 19th at the Marriott West Chase. Hundreds of whiskey samples. Meet the distillers, cigar and whiskey pairings, and a ton more. Come discover the art of whiskey in the company of connoisseurs and whiskey celebrities. Tickets at whiskeysoftheworld.com.
John from Drink of Ages Radio Show. I want to tell you about a beer you need to go out there and try. It is Eighth Wonder Brewery's Dome Foam. Dome Foam is a throwback cream ale that tips the hat to light, easy-drinking beer served at the Astrodome. It is a pre-prohibition-style beer. It's very light, crisp, smooth, very mild on hops and bitterness, but very easy-drinking. And kind of reminds you of those days back at the old Astros games at the Astrodome. 5.1% ABV makes a very good, sessionable beer for the hot days here in Houston. Go out there and find you some. Eighth Wonder Brewery's Dome Foam. One of my favorite places to go just got better. Rudyard's Pub on Wa. You need to go check out their new tap towers. 20 local lineups, 8 national crafties, 8 imports and ciders, 5 fancy pans, specialty brews, 1 mead, and 1 cold brew coffee tap, plus a newly designed cocktail menu. Still have all your favorites on the menu for lunch and dinner. And don't forget about Chef Joe Appa's world-famous monthly beer dinner happening the last Thursday every month. 2010 Wall Drive, RudyardsPub.com. Have you ever wanted something so bad that you do just about anything for it? Well, that's exactly how we feel about you. That's right. AdamandEve.com wants you so bad. We're giving you 10 free gifts with your first order. You heard me right. That's 10 free gifts to spice up your love life. First, you'll get a sexy surprise for her. Second, an adventurous toy for him. And third, a little something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus, you'll get six full-length adult movies on DVD. And number 10, free shipping on your entire order. That's 10 free gifts for you shy types who've never tried Adam and Eve before. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy, a sexy piece of lingerie, or anything you desire. Just enter offer code DRINK at checkout and you'll get all 10 free gifts, including free shipping. That's offer code DRINK. That's D-R-I-N-K at adamandeve.com. Looking for a new spot to drink some great local craft beer? Go check out Luke's Ice House on Durham, just far enough off of Washington Avenue. Luke's has 24 taps, a great menu, and hand-cut ribeyes on Wednesday night. Mondays, you can get pints of your favorite craft beer for only $4. This is the place to have your fantasy draft parties. Stop by and see Jared. He'll take care of you. Check out the other location in Beaumont next time you're there. Luke'sIceHouse.com at 903 Durham Drive. Luke'sIceHouse.com. All right, Drink of Age, we're back. Still talking with Henry Dillman and Jay Peak over here at Gordon Street Tavern, hanging out in the brew house. And Brewmasters Beer Fest is happening Labor Day weekend at Moody Gardens in Galveston. This is one of my favorite events. There are things happening all weekend from pub crawls to the brew ha tasting with over 400 beers to sample. Get your tickets and info at brewmastersbeerfest.com. The Brulicious Brews and Food Pairing on Sunday, man. You guys actually could be the only ones out there that are making your own food and beer. That would have been pretty awesome. Yeah, that would be cool. I never, I didn't even actually think about that. I had already talked to one of, or some of my chef friends uh, that are in, up in Houston about next year doing that, telling, you know, the brouhaha people I wanted to be paired with them, uh, and then we'd work on everything together. So that, I don't know, maybe I could do the whole thing ourselves. That's possible, too. Well, I know you do your, your specialty ribs. Yes, those those pair with pretty much anything. <laughs> they pair with another rib is what they pair with. <laughs> they are pretty excellent. But but the beer, the beer you guys have right now, I mean, so like I said, on tap you have the, the IPA, the Amarillo IPA, which is a smash beer, correct? Correct. And what did you use for your malt bill? The malt is all Vienna. Vienna. Vienna is typically used in like blonde ales and right. things like and that to give it that flavor. 
some of the the German loggers, uh, mm. you know, Vienna Lager, obviously, that's where the the name comes from. So it, it's it's a little darker and maltier than most IPAs, uh, but like I said, that was what I was looking for. I wanted a more well-rounded IPA rather than just a straight-up hop bomb. Six point one percent, right? So I mean, easy session summer beer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. I don't know about session, but. I don't know. It was working great during this session. <laughs> Actually, originally, I was going to make it a session under 5%. Uh, I was going for about 4.5% because, like, it's hot, it's summer. Uh, but then I was afraid that people might go, wow, you know, that's not really an IPA. Or, you know, they don't understand what session means. So I figured, well, okay, I can do a full-up, you know, not a double IPA, not a 9%. But if I do, you know... A, a solid middle of the line IPA alcohol wise, then that lets me branch out later and I can do a true session, you know, at 4.1% or something that people can come up here on Wednesday nights watching the band and can have four or five of them and we don't have to pour them off the patio. It's always a good plan. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Hefeweizen is also on tap. We had that just a few minutes ago and that's a delicious beer. Yeah. That one is actually was the second, main beer that we brewed uh, and it was specifically built for the climate here very light easy to drink uh not a high alcohol not you know water but it was made for the texas the houston heat and i'll say it's it's still flavor forward though yeah. it is yeah you definitely pick up a lot of the notes from the yeast and, and the characteristics that come from that and that was what I was going for. I was going for the, the Bavarian Hefeweizen. I, I think the first Hefeweizen I ever had was Polaner or one of the other actual Bavarian German imports. And that was what got me was, you know, they didn't put the lemon on it. They didn't put an orange on it. But when you drank it, I, you get the banana and the clove. And, you know, and I'm like, this has banana in it? And, you know, the guy, the gingerman was, no, dude. And then, so he went to this whole story about how, you know, the yeast puts that flavor in there. And again, this was all that same time frame when I first started homebrewing and, you know, I was learning so much about it and you couldn't just get on Google and look this stuff up back then. You had to go find a book. Well, that was, you know, you're talking like in the early nineties, mid nineties and gingerman there in Rice Village. What was the brew pub that was there in Rice Village? Well, there was a gingerman... I don't, at the time, I don't know that there was a brew pub there because brew pubs weren't actually legal in Texas at that point. It was shortly thereafter. It was in the mid-90s. Mid-90s. Two rows. Yes, two rows two on rows. Uh, Richmond or Westheimer. Somewhere around yeah. there. Yeah. There was a few brew pubs that popped up in the mid-90s. Yeah, Houston there was. Brewery. There, yeah, there was that. There was one over in Clear Lake, too, or Webster, actually, um, it was actually two different breweries at one point. Bradley's. And, yeah, Bradley's. Yeah. And now the building's still there, and they still have some of the tanks and stuff, but it's a BJ's, so. Not exactly, not exactly brewing right. in that building the anymore. One that was up there in, in Midtown, or gallery area, was uh, Rock Bottom. Rock yes, Bottom. Yes, there was Rock Bottom. That was what it was, yeah. the Rock Bottom, because that was a chain or a franchise or something. That was the first one that was in Webster, too, that's now the, the BJ's. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, it'd be good to see that happen again. Yeah. To have more brew pubs. I think it's pretty cool that here in Alvin, Texas, uh, you guys did a brew pub because there's really only two, I think, in the whole Houston area right now that's actually actually operating. I think there's touting three. 
Yeah, it depends on what you call Houston area and what your true brew pub definition is. There's a couple in Galveston. There's a couple in Dickinson. Uh, in, in Houston itself, I think the only operating one is the Whole Foods. But there's a couple of them that have been announced and that are working on permitting and construction and well, all that. Well, but when I, when I say brew pub, uh, it's not just a license. I mean, you're serving food and brewing beer there. Right. And that's, that's what I meant is the uh, for that, yeah, I don't know really of any other one since the last one in Houston closed, although I think Spindle Tap is supposed to have food. Uh, and Brews Brothers in Galveston, when they brew, they have food. I mean, that's what they primarily have. But yeah, other than that, um, the there's one that just was announced last week in the Heights. But unless if they've already done all their paperwork prior to announcing that they were changing from one thing to another, they're a good easy six months to a year out. Just for all the permitting and everything, right? And construction and all that. Yeah, I mean you have Moon Tower. And Moon Tower, I, but are they actually brewing on the premise? Weren't they? Brewing with uh, the League of Extraordinary Brewers? No, no, they they had the brewery system. Oh, right premise. on. Okay, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, so, like permitting here, how hard was that? Was it pretty difficult going through Brazoria County and the city of Alvin? No, it was a wait. Was the deal, and it's all internet based, and it's just a wait, 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 wait. That's all it is. And just fill it out and wait for somebody. It's not difficult. It it's just the time factor, the frustration of time. Yeah. Well, the cool thing is, uh, is not only do we have Fetching Lab Brewery, real close, fully operating, go out there on tours, check them out. You have Backfish that's opening up uh, on 518 in Pearland. And then you guys were telling me about another one in Pearland that's about to open up. Yeah, Val and Sons. And that's going to be on 35 there, close to the Beltway 8. Um, I can't tell you the whole story, but I can tell you that they're good guys because they come in here and and uh, have some good beers here. Uh, great people. Um, I think it's going to be behind the Holiday Inn Express, but Val and Sons, yeah. So, so Brazoria County is going to become a brewery destination before too much longer, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, I, I could see it, uh, especially with Pearland's growth. There's, there's a lot of potential beer drinkers over there. Uh, you know, we, we had a unique situation our system's not that big. We're kind of like the old school family or not family, but small town brew pub slash tavern. Uh, and that's what we've gone for is we we've gone for beers that while they're good, they're approachable by the people who live here in Alvin, but yet can draw people from Friendswood, Pearland, League City, Angleton, Manville. You know, we don't want to be so out there that, nobody wants us or you know we're just a some super quirky but we can throw some of that in the mix too well yeah i mean you guys i mean the beer the three beers i tried the the amarillo ipa half a wise and shep and john's those are great beers so not only do you have great food you have great beers when you come down here to gordon street tavern i i agree i mean high five yeah i mean <laughs> what else can you say well, let's take a break, uh, maybe go grab some more beers if we need some, and Drink of Ages, we'll be right back. 
Hey guys, David Graham here from Carbach Brewing, inviting you to check out the brewery after our recent expansion. We're now open seven days a week, Monday through Saturday at 11 to 10 p.m. and Sunday noon to 10 p.m. For more information on tour times and, of course, the delicious food, visit our website at www.carbachbrewing.com or follow us on Facebook or Twitter at Carbach Brewing. Cheers! Hey everybody, this is John from Drink of Ages and a great beer you need to go try is Sweetwater 420 Extra Pale Ale. This tasty West Coast style pale ale drinks an easy 5.7% ABV and goes perfect while sitting by the grill listening to the steak sizzle. Grab a pint or pick up a six pack all over town and check them out at sweetwaterbrew.com. Listen Fridays at 9pm on ESPN 97.5 for more beer talk and live music on Drink of Ages radio show. John Denman from Drink of Ages here to tell you about Goose Island Beer Company's Migration Week. This is happening in Houston September 9th through 12th some of your favorite places all over town. Brewers and educators from Goose Island will be in town with special rare tastings and want to meet fellow beer lovers who celebrate a shared passion for great beer. Find the schedule of the events at gooseisland.com and if you have never tried Juliet, it's an American wild ale weighing in at 8%. Do yourself a favor and go pick up a bottle. If you'd like to market your business to the craft beer community, please contact Drink of Ages at 832-617-0201. That's 832-617-0201. Or message us at facebook.com slash drinkofages. Find us on Twitter at hashtag drinkofages. And get all contact and podcast info at drinkofages.com. Whether a startup brewery or distillery or you've been around for years, the badass folks at Cash Branding has to be your go-to source for branded merchandise and apparel. Cash Branding does it all, from imprinted glassware, coasters, koozies, tin tackers, and bottle openers to dickies and red cap work shirts, t-shirts, and caps. Their apparel decorating options are top-notch, offering embroidery and the latest trends in screen printing, using water-based and discharge inks to achieve that super soft feel. Artwork services and samples are always free. Why go out of town or use multiple supplies for your branded merchandise keep it local like we do let the badasses at cast branding the official merchandise sponsor of drink of ages kick your branded merchandise and apparel up a notch give them a call at 855-376-7638 or check them out castbranding.com Dream of Ages, we are back, and I want to tell you about Untapped Festival, because it is that time of year. Festivals are happening every weekend, and September 12th at Discovery Green, you got some badass music from Cold War Kids, Deer Tick, Fat Tony, and a whole lot more. Over 70 breweries, plus over 275 beers, so it's going to be a good time. Untapped-Festival.com for more, t- for more information and tickets. So we're still talking about Henry Dillman and JP down here at Gordon Street Tavern and Alvin. Man, this has been a great little show with you guys. Well, thank you. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's more to do in Alvin than just the Gordon Street Tavern, so come here for a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Frobrook Farms, Stanton's Meat, Margaret's, Greets, Smokehouse. There's more to do here than just... Lots of antique stores. There you go, yeah. Burger Palace. I don't know. I was, yeah, the Wildlife Refuge down there is a good time. I always drive by the Burger Palace, but I just end up coming over here to Gordon Street Tavern. So I can't really tell you if it's good or not. I'm not even sure where the Burger Palace is. I have no idea where the Burger Palace is. <laughs> I pass it up on uh, Highway 6 from 2 Burger Barn. Burger Barn. Okay. Burger, Burger Barn. Barn. <laughs> Whichever one it was. But, yeah, no, there, is a, there are a whole lot of things to do down here in Alabama. It's a cool little town. Yeah, it is. It's, it's an old town. 
railroad town, but there's a lot of history here. There's, you know, like we said, there's antiques, there's Froberg's farm. There's actually a pretty good skate park here in the, the big town park. So that's something that a lot of other little towns around Houston don't have. There you go. It's been a little while, but I can still ollie and do a kickflip. Well, if, if, if you're if too far from that, you can do a longboard down, down the approach, too. There's, there's a long <laughs> slope down there. And there's an emergency <laughs> clinic not far from there. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it, it'll work out for everybody. But here, here at Goran Street Tavern, uh, like I said, we've sampled the three beers, and, but you had made a gozo. Yes, we did. Uh, that was my first experimental or seasonal beer again uh, it was a great summer beer uh, traditionally hot weather beer low in alcohol but still high in flavor uh, it actually i didn't expect it to be very popular i did it because i wanted to i had some salt that was from galveston county salt domes that date to the jurassic period uh, not sea salt it's underground salt but i had that and i was like you know that would make a cool little experiment let me try you know making this gozo with that the original plan was also to use some loquats from henry's tree unfortunately the beer wasn't ready before the fruit went bad so i wasn't able to do the fruit in the beer the way i wanted to yeah but but i mean loquats that's a lot of work next yeah year, next year yeah next year we'll do it or this coming year yeah well 2016 we've already made a calendar with when all of his, the fruit from his trees will be ready. So so what's the next beer you're going to have out? What, what's uh, fermenting right now? What's fermenting right now, I have a, a red ale that we're going to call it Rockets Red Ale for the rocket season. Um, Go I, Rockets. I have a, another name that or something I want to use for it, but I got to get permission from the first place I saw it first. So I can't quite specify that, but it's pretty funny. Uh, I also have... For our one-year anniversary of the brewery, not of the tavern, obviously, uh, it won't be ready for another nine months. Or when the anniversary happens, it's a an Ode Brune, which means old brown. It's a, a Belgian style that has bacteria in it, so it's got sour and funk. And you know, it would have been a great beer at the Funkin' Fest over the past weekend. It would have been a good one. Yeah. Well, next year maybe I'll hold out a keg for you for the. Houston 2016 Funk Fest. There you go. We'll get some Goring Street Tavern. That would be a nice, uh, nice goal to get to. I would really like to do that. Easy peasy coming up too. Yeah, there's also there's... Easy Peasy that's been kegged. It's one uh, that needs a little time to condition, or not condition, but to mature in the keg. So it's a pretty complicated beer. It's a, a pumpkin peach. So it's kind of a stab at AB over their Super Bowl commercial. And also, it's the time of the year for pumpkin beers, so... So you might as well add peach to it. Yeah. And, you know, I brewed it at home for the National FUAB Day back in the day. Uh, and I liked it so much that I was like, okay, well, that's what I'm going to brew for our first pumpkin beer. So we're kind of calling it my, my homebrew collaboration number one. It's with me and myself. <laughs> so what's the... That's a good collaboration. Yeah. Uh, you know... Then that we actually are talking about doing some collaborations with some other home brewers. Uh, there's a couple of local guys that are into home brewing that have already said they'd love to do it. So we just have to work out the logistics of that. And, you know, I think that could be a really cool thing to do. Yeah, Beerfoot down in Galveston, they bring on a brewer 
and they have you know once a month or something like that, and they, they'll brew a, just some one of their recipes and put it on tap. I mean, that's a pretty pretty cool idea, and it gives gets the homebrew clubs around here involved. Yeah, and. I had never did that or never done that, but I have seen how Beerfoot does that, and I, I thought that was a pretty cool idea. Uh, when we were still planning all this, Henry and I had talked about getting some local, you know, collaboration. Are you going to need help? You know, even somebody just shoveling out the mash tun at the end of the day. Uh, you know, with the size of our system, that's not a problem. I know that you know somebody like Fetching Lab, they they probably would love to have a a mash tun monkey to come in and clean that sucker out every, every brew day. Wash kegs. Yeah. Well, I do have to wash kegs, but that's, that's not that bad yet. <laughs> yeah. Again, I can do it in the AC. So if I was outside washing kegs, no, that would be horrible. You probably just have to have like a swimming pool just to jump in and wash them in the swimming pool. That would be kind of cool, but it would be real expensive to, you know, fill it up with cleaner and then rinse and then sanitizer. Well, I like the I like the whole setup in here. Uh, definitely recommend everybody coming out here to Gordon Street Tavern here in Alvin and trying their beers, eating some food. Again, I men- I'll mention Scotch eggs every time I mention Gordon Street Tavern. I will mention the Scotch eggs, but just come out here and take a look at the little brewery, man. I mean, it's a kick-ass little spot in here. Yeah, I really enjoy it. It's it's kind of like a little dream come true. So. Yeah, I'm sure, Henry, when you took over, you had no idea that it, it was going to end up like this. Uh, no, no, I didn't. But it's providence from God that, that took me here, so I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Well, everybody loves a good beer. Yeah, who doesn't love good beer? So, you know, we start thinking about what's going to be next, where you came from. I mean, what are we looking at? The whole new brewery down the street? And, you know, you're... We're, we're, we're pretty quiet about things, so we have a couple expansion ideas uh, that we're working on, but nothing solid yet. So Right now, we'll, just, we'll be, happy, be happy there is a brewery in, inside Gordon Street Tavern. The party room is going to be cool, so everybody can come down here and enjoy the party room. Uh, man, I appreciate you guys having me out. We appreciate your interest, and thank you. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, uh, I think it's time to go back out of the brew house and into the restaurant for some of the scotch eggs and, and the stuffed jalapenos because they are delicious. Don't forget the, uh, the pork short ribs. All those pork shoulder ribs. <laughs> All right, well, appreciate you guys coming on. We've been listening to some Journey Agents throughout the show. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Check out their music. Next week, we have Jared Glowacki from Luke's Ice House coming on the show. They have their place here, they have a place in Beaumont, and they have a place in Denver. So hopefully we can talk them into having a big party in Denver for GABF. So we'll see how that works out. Clifton McDerby from Brewmasters Festival is going to stop in. And our music guest next week, back at Firehouse Saloon Thursday night, is Cody Wayne in Westbound 21. Another badass little Texas country music. Listen to the podcast sponsored by Buffalo Bay Brewing Company by going to drinkofages.com. Go out and get some of that Goose Island. Be ready for Migration Week happening September 9th through 12th. We will be back next week at Firehouse Saloon on Badlands Radio, ESPN 97.5. Go Astros. Go Dynamo. And, man, it's, it's time. Go Texans. Yeah. Go, go Pearland. Go Pearland. Talk to you all next week. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Be safe, Houston, and support the craft beer industry and your local homebrew supply store.